Oh boy, we are back. Ding dong, Ty and Eric in the booth. That's right. If you can't already tell, this is an in-person recording. And you can probably tell because our chemistry is just so much more bubbly in person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the audio obviously suffers just slightly. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, but what we lack in good audio quality, we make up for in a shared body odor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a body fragrance. And you can get it at Aesop, but um, that's out of the price range of our listeners, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Much like Subway, <laughs> we just have a very aromatic boutique about us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, we got a lot to catch up on because uh, yeah. we're actually <laughs> this is our last episode on a computer. Every episode from now on is going to be using the new Apple Vision Pro. That's true. Um, we're going to be recording this in VR, and you, the breadhead, can join us. Just hop into the subway, <laughs> hop into the subway location with us. We'll be behind the line, chopping it up, literally. Dude. And you'll be sitting front row, ordering the herbs and cheese while you take in our content. It's going to be so cool because you're going to have surround sound. Eric in your left ear, Ty in your right ear. In front of you, the suite of vegetables that we are discussing that day. The vegetables being <laughs> topics. Um, I can't wait, Eric. Are you per- are you going to cop a Apple Vision Pro? Uh, absolutely not. Um, I mean, the only possible thing that could have gotten me to cop was the fact that it is an expensive product by Apple. Mm-hmm. I'm usually very into those kinds of things. But if you know me well, then you know I am a boomer at heart. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of just like reject most technology because mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's trying to fulfill a, a need that we don't have. Right. And I think the case with this one is like bigger than most. Oh, absolutely, dude. Like, why would you want to stick a prototype that big on your face? But <laughs> as a Zoomer at heart, I think we will find the need once we uh, start putting it on our face. Yeah. Like... Think about most of the things you love in your life. These Margiela sneakers you're wearing, the uh, Instagram novelty account, Think Fresh podcast. No mm-hmm. one needs these things, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet we love them. <laughs> <laughs> Critically acclaimed. Um, I mean, we do love them, but that's tapping into a, a need. Like we're bored most of the time. We use the technology to find the need. You know, like podcasting itself, nobody, actually podcasting still nobody wants. Like Spotify just laid off 200 people from the podcasting <laughs> department. Like they're, they're cluing in that maybe this isn't the move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Joe Rogan deal maybe didn't save anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have actually taken away some other liquid cash I to so. pay some of the employees. But um, yeah, you're probably right. No one really asked for this podcast or any podcast. Any podcast, dude. Nobody for... wants podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Um, but here we are, Ty. Um, All they want sure. are lo-fi beats to study to. I know. We got to pivot this podcast to be something that can be played in the background and not so thought-provoking like us, right? Yeah, dude. We should change the name to Don't Think Fresh or just Don't Think. Yeah. <laughs> or Stink Fresh is my other favorite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's more aromatic. It's more atmospheric. A boutique of audio sounds. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, dude, I, don't, I can't even like blame the price. That's the other thing. Like, it's easy for everyone to be like, "Oh, this this shit is too expensive." There's mm-hmm. no fucking way I'm buying this. Um, we can easily afford it. Easily. That's not the problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> nothing to do with the money. 
it's the principle. <laughs> it's the principle of um, having like an episode of Family Guy up while you're spending time with your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really sit right with me. You don't like the idea of injecting a screen between you and every <laughs> single thing you experience? <laughs> I think that's amazing. I can't wait to be completely <laughs> detached from reality, Eric. Yeah. So what are you watching on that thing? First video you're booting up to test the HDR qualities of it. What website are you going to? And why does it start with a P? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, poogle.com. Because <laughs> I just want to search the web. <laughs> nah, dude. I will not be looking up anything not safe for work on my $3,500 machine because I don't want to get... <laughs> blocked from being able to continue to use it mm, by right. both Apple Bay, and Bay. <laughs> Bay can never catch you if it's a VR experience, though, because she can't see the screen that you left in the bathroom, right? <laughs> like th- This whole spatial computing thing means you can leave your incognito tab in the shower, mm-hmm. um, and you'd never have to worry about Bay seeing it because you got the retina scanner in there. So That's it's true. private to you and you only. I guess that you could use pupil ID to access your the interfaces that you left all around the house. Like (laughs) you got like all your Pornhub tabs up on the shelf, (laughs) all your favorites. Exactly. (laughs) I keep my favorite Pornhub videos on the top shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Top shelf. Oh, fuck. Uh, No, it's going to be crazy though when this thing actually drops because I I think that like it's just going to change how we not just engage with the people in our life, but the way we engage with media entirely you know like yep. you're gonna be sitting at home you're gonna be on the couch um and you're gonna say like what do i want to blink through tonight mm-hmm. you know yeah how do i want to like tickle my fingers and like navigate through the world wide web tonight mm-hmm. as a podcast you could even like <laughs> blink twice to record <laughs> you know yeah. once to pause i'm i'm doing it as i say it it feels weird mm-hmm. but it comes with time I, I'm a little worried though, Eric, that my like my eyeballs hurt all day. Mm-hmm. Using screens all the time has led to a point where my my eyes are dry. They mm-hmm. hurt. I need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this is going to help that situation by any means. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be the opposite. I totally agree. Um, and actually, kind of related, like I was re-looking at the whole Google Glass. Google Glass, <laughs> the baby of the truly VR headsets. Yeah, it, um, it crawled so Apple could walk. Yeah, it's crazy. That was a, a decade ago, but decadent flow. <laughs> but looking at it again, I'm realizing how much more subtle that was, and I think it's kind of like solving the problem you're bringing up. Like, do you really want to wear this like these ski goggles on, dude? With, yeah, you know, with a cable you know, going into your back pocket. <laughs> like, Dude, the form factor of this kooky ass thing, it's like <laughs> so prototypey. I'm not here for that. It looks yeah, like no. you're literally strapping like a motorcycle helmet on your face. Yeah. I'm surprised Apple fell for the trend, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I felt like this whole VR shit, I, like we, I think deep down, we all know it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like if you live, if you work in tech, then you're probably like, oh, how can I like, you know, hit a lick off of this like mm-hmm. trend? I'm going to like maybe invest in something and then sell or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ty and I uh, on Think Fresh podcast, we're, we're shorting this stock. We're not going to be investing in this. 1000% sell all your APPL shares. Um, <laughs> the only virtual reality I care about is the genetically modified <laughs> meats and vegetables at Subway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, the, the health uh, authority, Ty, approving mm-hmm. Subway is virtual you know yeah, I mean? exactly. it's not real it's not real um, 
it's fabricated. That's right. These vegetables are augmented in a lab and, you know, we have no choice but to put them on our sandwich because we're going to do eat at fucking Quiznos. Yeah, totally. Speaking of augmented vermilion uh, lab, Eric, uh, big news about Subway coming out of Wuhan, China. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, oh, no. I was just reading this on the way over here, but Subway is now signing a master franchise agreement with mainland China. They're oh. infiltrating the nation. Were they not in China before? I know they were in Hong Kong. I know there's 40 yeah. locations in Hong Kong, but I'm not sure about the mainland. But um, in order to do that, they needed a franchise owner, as Subway does. Um, they needed a franchise. So somebody in China had to step up yeah. and step in to... They had to step inch. <laughs> To um, <laughs> buy the rights to a subway and just nobody did it. They had 2 billion people and not one person was like, yeah, I'll open a subway. Well, the pr- very first person to open a subway in any new market is probably going to fail because they have to compete with all of the local fast food chains. That's problematic in and of itself. Unless there's already like brand affinity there, mm-hmm. they're not, they're not going to stand a chance. They'll be gobbled up by the competition. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, it could fail, but it could also be in a, an amazing success because they, they've never seen anything like it. And I think, like, Chinese people are kind of horny for, like, Western stuff. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and, like, we all know Subway is America in between two buns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's Quite what literally. that is. So um, I think it'll be a great success. People over there, like, the ones, especially the ones who can't travel here, mm-hmm. they'll be all over that shit. Because they have like McDonald's and stuff, right? Yeah, dude, that must be popular. They're there. salivating for a taste of the Western footlong, you know? <laughs> like, what could that be like? What if they only sold six inches in the Chinese? Uh... <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, Eric. <laughs> yeah, they only have four they inch might take that inch six inch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, dude. Yeah. So they had a single buyer, a master franchisee take over the subway program of mainland mm-hmm. China. Mm-hmm. So my first thought when I read that headline was, oh, it's probably the uh, CCP, which would make sense to nationalize subway. Yeah. Is that the Canadian club? Uh, <laughs> uh, boy. <laughs> wow, dude, you are on it. The acronyms, you know, the Chinese Communist Party here. Are we allowed to say that on? I don't know. I don't see why not. This might get flagged by big Spotify, but they actually just laid off the person yeah. who's monitoring <laughs> um, content. So we're good. They got replaced by AI, and I don't think they're going to pick up on this one yet. But <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't the CCP. They are not nationalizing it, uh, which is probably, I don't know if that's better or worse for Subway, because if the iron fist of the <laughs> Chinese Communist Party where to operate a subway, I think they would have like militant level efficiency in the way that they operate. And they mm-hmm. could probably optimize it beyond what the lazy employees in North America do. But that unfortunately was not the case, Eric. It was a company called Fu Rishi. Hori shit. Hori shit is right, dude. <laughs> Fu Rishi is some sort of restaurant brand um group and they're hoping to get 4000 subways in mainland wow. china in the next 10 to 20 so years they really went 0 to a 4000 real yeah, quick dude, 4k 4k vision mm-hmm. in china wow yeah. um how does this affect lebron's legacy <laughs> <laughs> well how doesn't it <laughs> i don't know ty um I think Subway is going to, I'm surprised it took this long, honestly, but mm. do you think it's the 
is it perhaps the Subway Series menu that made it just so much easier to port it over to China? Well, because like mm. the Chinese, you know, community, maybe they're not, not used to having that much choice. I was just going to say, like, this might be a vastly stereotypical like, <laughs> acknowledgement of Chinese culture. But, like, if you live in a so like a, a communist society, you may not be as interested in choice. And mm-hmm. I think that's where you're going with this, right? Exactly. It's like, wait, I can put whatever I want on this. The veggies are free. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're used to things being free, but um, not having any kind of choice in what's handed to them. So, yeah, maybe it's this whole Subway Series thing. like. You know, let me get the number four. Totally. Like, all that freedom would freak out a, like, hungry Chinese man. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel... I I get that. I feel like you got to appeal... Subway tries to just make small tweaks to appeal geographically. Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. does make sense now. This is the time. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I don't know if you know this type of... Interesting fact, because I used to live in Chinatown. Um, Most buildings don't... I, maybe it's just in Chinatown. I'm not sure, but most buildings don't have a fourth floor. Like the elevator is just like skips over the fourth floor, mm. and that's because in Chinese, obviously, you know, uh, our cucky president Trudeau <laughs> is yes, catering president. to foreign buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is, or we we intentionally don't include the number four because in Chinese, the number four sounds like a bad word. Oh, sounds like. I think it's the word death or some, some, mm. something that's like associated with bad luck. That explains why it's called foreign buyer. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, damn it. Exactly. So with that in mind, will the Subway series menu also skip over the number four? Oh, it, shit. Will it just go one, two, three, five? I'm looking up what number four is. We'll see if it's a high performer and whether or not it warrants dropping. <laughs> That's true. I mean, they could hit shuffle over there at Subway <laughs> China. But... Yeah, that's true. They could bench something and put, give four a different jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's kind of crazy that they're like trying to even assign a number to each item on the Subway series menu. Like mm-hmm. they want you to remember that, oh, you don't like the meatball or you like the 13. Like that is that is I'm more memorable. You, I'm shocked that you remember which one that is. Dude, I'm, I'm pretty a, sure it is. I'm a professional. Uh, the number four <laughs> is, oh, shit. Uh-oh. Is Uh-oh. it a veggie one? No. Number four is the Supreme Meats. Oh, no. That's I the say, best one. That's the best one. That's why I said that. Fuck. That's that's too bad. Like, why couldn't they get rid of the outlaw? It was already banned anyways. Yeah. Damn, that's too Damn, bad. Well, Supreme Meats. Well, that, is, that makes sense because in most <laughs> communist countries, you already have a supreme leader of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't have two supremes have in this country. Supreme. Only one. Dude, this is a bootleg supreme, which is also very common. <laughs> That's actually a great point. Like, mm-hmm. that word is banned. Like, you can't say supreme unless referring to um, the leader. So Yeah, team lead. Team lead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. crazy. Wow, dude. We're we're both leads on this podcast, which mm. is pretty incredible. Mm. Um, wow, that's such a great update. Thank you for that. You're welcome. It's always good to stay in the know. Um, what did Johnny Ive say before he left <laughs> Apple? He said, "It's not about what you made; it's about what you learned." Oh, because that is more that is more valuable because that helps your future you, whereas mm-hmm. what you made only helps your past you. Interesting. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with Subway because like what you made, you can enjoy in the moment. But what you've learned from making that <laughs> footlong with your artist will help every footlong afterwards. Infinite value. 
Damn, I can't believe you you tied that together, but it's brilliant. It really is because I never remember the sandwiches I ate. I'm always thinking about the next one. <laughs> Only how they made you feel <laughs> and how I felt immediately <laughs> afterwards. I don't remember what the veggies I put Dude, on. I don't know, um, but I know to avoid the ranch. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, um, it is what it is. You're gonna pass out in the class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ty, um, we both went to concerts last yes, week. Yes, we're both musically inclined. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. You went to a band that I had to look up. What? You had to look up? I had to look them up. You don't have to look up the band. Um, I went to a band that sold out our biggest stadium, <laughs> which was pretty unreal. It's because there's hundreds of thousands of dads in this city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't put it together yet, I've gone, I went to The Cure on Friday. and. Um, that was kind of a sensational experience because the average age there, I think, was like 65. Wow. Or like between 50 and 65. It was so old, Ty. Um, Dude. So we're like, what, was the handicap section that is usually empty at BC Place like weirdly crowded? Yeah, it was It was a fully sold out show. I... I um, Thanks to Ticketmaster and American Express, <laughs> our friends over there, um, yeah. I was able to secure um, retail-priced tickets. So not resale, even though I didn't cop initially, uh, because you can't like resell the tickets. You have to just like give them up, basically. Wow, freebies, freebies. Um, so I was able to cop some at the starting price, which was nice, and. That took like a lot of effort because I had to like refresh like Ticketmaster every day and check oh. for tickets to come out. So you needed a cure badly. I needed the cure, yeah. Um, so it was it was packed, bro. It was all like old people. Um, I found that like the show went on for like a really long time. Like the, obviously the brand, band does not like their old fans because they they played for like two hours mm. and saved literally all of their hits. For the last 10 songs. Hell yeah. The last 10 songs were all insane bangers. Like, for those who stayed, <laughs> that was like, <laughs> and that was actually the third encore, but they played all 10 songs no. that everyone knows. Wow. Literally for an hour and a half, they played like the most random shit I've never heard in my life. The most, <laughs> the biggest duds of all time. And I was like, I actually was thinking to myself, this is the worst concert I've ever been to. <laughs> And I was like, this is unbelievable. And I'm, in, I'm sitting on the balcony at a Rogers Arena. Paid like $80 for those tickets. Dude. Um, but then once they fucking started playing those hits, bro, that shit was absolutely insane. That that concert turned all the way around and it was amazing. It was I such a good time. I hear that. Yeah. I feel bad for all of the old guys who had to like go home and change their adult diaper or like mm-hmm. say goodbye to their girlfriend and go home to their their wife, you know, like there's a lot yeah. of dudes there that missed out on that epic ending that you uh, mm-hmm. that you got to experience because it was past their curfew. Yeah, including so, the woman next to me. Like this woman was probably in her 50s and she was going crazy for the first 10 songs, kind of like mellowed down for the next 10 songs and then was like, all right, I'm out of here. And I was like, people who leave concerts early make no sense to me. Like you no paid sense. money to come here and yeah. you know the ending is going to be the best. Just show up late and watch the end. Don't show up early and watch the worst part, the opener, and leave. Yeah, exactly. If you got to, like, strategically, you know, pick a time slot, it's got to be at the end because that's the best. It's kind of the same as, like, if you went to Subway and you're like, I'll just get the bread. But really, you want the Mm -hmm. sauce. It's got all the flavor. It's got Mm -hmm. all the intensity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sauce only. 
Um, so yeah, that was kind of my experience. I mean, I, I think like the people behind me were saying something like when, when <laughs> the cure was doing like their second encore, like they all walk off stage. Yeah, the guy behind me is like, encores. why the fuck are they doing this bullshit? No, dude, <laughs> it's like, I, why are they pranking us? I hate it. I sat down during my show while I was waiting for the encore. Everyone else was cheering and I said, hell okay. no, sit in protest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we need to eradicate the encore. It's such a, mm -hmm. a dumb pastime. Yeah. I mean, what a high risk move, though, to save all of your good songs to your third encore. Mm -hmm. Because like even one encore is like risky like people might not clap enough and you might be like well fuck these guys mm -hmm. <laughs> so i'm not coming out and then your show was shit mm -hmm. you know what i mean you only played like like on apple music the deep cuts playlist really why do they care they're rich and they're gonna die soon anyways like... exactly <laughs> i learned that the lead singer was the only like member of the founder founding group really yeah all his friends have died i don't know if they died <laughs> but they've been laid off at least <laughs> <laughs> they moved on other projects Interesting. yeah so i mean the main guy is all that really matters he's the one with the lipstick and the mm -hmm. eyeliner mm -hmm. and i think he even like made out the camera too which is kind of cool yeah he's the cure for a lot of old women <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> um but it was sick it, he was really good yeah, how sounds, was your show yeah dude your show sounded like dope like there was a lot of people in line at the ticket booth for my show that we're talking and saying, did you go to the Cure on Friday? Oh, <laughs> it's just like, who goes to back-to-back -back concerts on a weekend? That's wow. crazy. That'd be pretty sick, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um, went to see The National. It was at Deer Lake Park, which is an open-air venue. Um, really great show. I like The National, Eric, because The National is friends with uh, goaded musical group Bonnie Bear. And I, <laughs> damn, I, I I wasn't sure where it was gonna go, but now that you said that, I'm like, that's exactly where it was gonna go. Yeah, of course. <laughs> who also played same venue last time I saw him in town, but where was it? Deer Lake Park. Oh yeah, 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 right. yeah. Exactly. beautiful. You get the view of the lake behind it. The the it's a great spot. Except there's no food options there, so they have to like haul in food trucks. Like you're at like a like um I don't know a refugee camp <laughs> <laughs> and people line like i stood in line 40 minutes for a grilled cheese sandwich during the opener i felt so stupid that Damn. i didn't just hit subway on the way in and it even crossed my mind and i, I was like nah they'll have some good food trucks there and mm. i was like oh shit but i mean i always try to leave my subway <laughs> excursions to like when me and you go mm -hmm. because i can't take my girlfriend there you know what i mean i just i feel too bad for her <laughs> i get that the problem yeah. is my girl always wants to split a foot long <laughs> and you know i ain't about that yeah. so now i have to compromise one of my values either my relationship or my <laughs> commitment to 12 inches mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean you can always just buy her a six inch mm -hmm. buy yourself a foot long and then buy her a six inch that's true that's true but yeah but she always says ty you're a small man you don't need a foot long and <laughs> why you gotta disrespect me in front of the sandwich artist <laughs> yeah. like that i know exactly um oh fuck this so. tiny Chinese boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, please, I'm so hungry. Yeah. Yeah, but dude, my show was pretty lit. Uh, much like The Cure, The National appeals to sad dads. Oh, okay. And it's to the point that they even had some merch that said like sad dad on it. Or like, I'm a sad dad. <laughs> uh, so they've really leaned into it in years. But the crowd, I got to say, skewed way younger than I expected, way hipper. Felt like more like a like, Woodstock 2.0. There was a guy wearing like, like the Dove Charney like orange tinted glasses. Like mm. he looked like he was here to fuck. Uh, <laughs> a few bell bottom jeans, a few wide brim 
non-binary hats, uh, some floral shirt. It was there was a few like flamingo estate esque like floral patterns happening. Um, nice. I love to see that. Yeah, I, I would say the Cure also had a very gender fluid fashion scene. Mm. Um, a lot of like milfs wearing like fishnets, mm. but then also you got like goth teens with like the white face paint and then like the crazy eyeliner. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then like yeah. the Ragoans boots and all that. Hell yeah. It was it was pretty nice. I wore my Bottega boots and I felt like I fit right in. Dude, that would be a, the perfect shoe for that <laughs> event. The problem with footwear for like stadium shows is you roll up and then you forget you even have legs for the entire show and then you go home. Yeah. Because you're just like, even if someone else wanted to acknowledge my fit in this like seated event, mm-hmm. they couldn't even see like past my belt. <laughs> That's right. Except the lady next to me who left early, <laughs> I'm realizing she at one point glanced down at my boots, which was kind of random. She just went like this and like looked down. Oh, damn. It was either because I was wearing my boots or I was just man spreading too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you know, clocked them <laughs> real quick. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe you stepped on her open toe heel. It's entirely possible. Um, she stood up for like the first three songs and there was no one else standing. In our section. <laughs> wow. Read the room, lady. <laughs> Dude, this, I know. This is the problem with my venue, too. It's like, it's... That's why she got tired, bro. She tired herself out. <laughs> you don't want to... You got to pace yourself. Like, uh, at, like, grass venue, everyone brings a little blankie, right? You got to roll up with the blankie. Mm-hmm. And... Did you pull out the Hermes uh, cashmere? <laughs> yeah, or... Uh, or like stay, and, and just, like, laying it on the goose shit on the ground. <laughs> like, they call so... it Goose Lake Park. <laughs> They really should, but um, so everyone, so you get the best spacing at an event like that because no one will, no one will sit on your blanket, like no one will touch it. Like it's almost like mm. a blast radius. A like, uh, what did they call Chernobyl? Like the uh, exclusion exclusion zone, zone thing <laughs> around you. They, like I had people try to like walk near me during the event, and they would do this like like. A geeky little like one foot hop over my blanket to try not to step on there. Like, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the amount of respect that you claiming territory via a small thin cloth can mm-hmm. do at a concert is crazy. Yeah, I have never had more space to dance and mm-hmm. hang out around me. I mean, if you had the veggie patty prior to this show, then you would have actually had a nuclear meltdown um, in that blanket, mm-hmm. and so you would have probably forced people out, not by choice. You know, oh, yeah, dude. I could look around the stadium and be like, he ate tuna, she ate tuna, <laughs> the radioactive circle around a tuna consumer. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so walk me through this, like, blanket selection, because this is actually, like, very fascinating. I've never had to, like, you know, claim my area, much like a, like, I don't know, back in the day when, like, you, there was, like, free land, and it's, like, mm-hmm. just, like, run and put down a post. Mm. Like, how does that work? Like, do you, can you just bring, like, any size blanket? Yeah, dude, it's kind of like that. It's like Crown Land. I uh, so it's there's actually an art to this. It's kind of like wrapping a footlong, where you, if you have too much material, it's just kind of hard to manage, and you end up accidentally like kind of screwing things up as a result. Like if I, my blanket's too big, people are gonna look at me like I'm an asshole for trying to claim too much space. Mm-hmm. But if my blanket's too small, then they will crowd me, and I won't have the space that I have a god-given right to. Mm. So. I'd say it's about a three. I think you can max out at about three feet in every any direction, northwest, southeast. Mm-hmm. That's the best because, like, 
at a stadium, you're rubbing elbows with everybody, right? Mm. It's like too crowded. Even when you leave the venue, you're rubbing elbows all the way to the door, right? Totally. And you got to like get people to stand up and you got to go take a whiz. Because I'm on my eighth bud. You know what I mean? I have to fucking whiz, It's so easy to get to the bathrooms when (laughs) everyone is giving themselves like like a COVID-esque bubble between each Mm -hmm. other. Um, Also, I can can totally picture you just skipping along and dodging everyone's blanket. Just like hopping over. You're in my bubble. Dude, the other benefit is like... (laughs) the likelihood of like an NBA player standing in front of you is oh, yeah. so much lower because you have yeah. so much more clearance. Yeah. So it's right. great setup. And my setup was exaggeratingly good because <laughs> the three blankies in front of me all packed up and left halfway through the show. So I had literally an airplane runway of grass between me and the stage that I could just admire. From. Oh, so no one was in front of you. Nobody said no blanket. In the area, you would assume a blanket might be plumped in front of me, huh. nor in front of that, nor in front of that. It's wow. like when you walk in a subway and you're like, where is everybody? It's lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, where's the lunch rush? Yeah, where's the lunch rush? And then they say, well, I don't know. I don't know. Curbside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then they make seven sandwiches in front of you because of <laughs> online, online orders. Wow. So, so would you say that there's like a hierarchy or like some kind of power dynamic at play at, on the field? Like, are you able to assert yourself as like, like someone like sketchy and be like, yeah, don't come near my blanket. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, dude. So like the typical way to do that at a concert is just to start thrashing, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you mosh a little bit, people will give you the space that you need. Mm-hmm. But at a situation like this, because you already have the space, there isn't really, I didn't really see that unfold, that that play. Mm. Um, what is the etiquette around like doing drugs? Oh, totally chill, too. There was guys <laughs> where there was men wearing wide brimmed hats. They love <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Once you allow that, and you yeah. can go judgment free yeah, zone. <laughs> I mean, I'm not worried about judgment. I'm more so thinking like venue narcs. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like I've smoked cigarettes in Rogers Arena, and they shut that down within two puffs. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? No, not here because of two reasons. One, outside, which is you're allowed to smoke outside, and two. <laughs> Like municipal park, like you pay taxes to be there. Oh, so I don't think they can shut you down for that. I think it's I think it's totally but a lot of like really cucky, like municipalities here will ban certain things in parks, like no, no dogs, for example, or um, you know, no bikes on the pathway and stuff right, like right, that. Right. So what's stopping them from saying like no, you know, shooting heroin? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I guess federal law, hey? <laughs> well, the under a certain amount, is, you can, yeah. it's legal, That's bro. true, that's true. What is it, like 10 milligrams or something? 25? Well, yeah, like... Whatever will get you real fucked up. I think the tuna fish <laughs> some way just flies under that uh, saturation. Do you think, like, one day the, the unhoused on the downtown east side will be shooting up mercury? Probably. <laughs> Dude. And then, like, the the equivalent of, like, eating Tide Pods. Oh, like, yeah. You're like, oh, I just had to get two, just a, one scoop. One scoop from the one way. One scoop. Wow. Mercury rich. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be rich rich, but I'm mercury rich. Mercury rich. Um, interesting that you were forced to eat at a food truck. I'm sorry to hear that. I know. Um, I had a little bit of time before the show, so I went over to... Famous Vancouver restaurant, Lavatoire. Oh, nice. Yeah. Je aime Lavatoire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, really? They, I, I, thought, I don't know if they had like any vegetarian options. I'll be honest. Mm, they have a, they had a butternut squash ravioli for a minute oh. that was like thirty bucks for like three raviolis, mm. but it was pretty good. Nice. It I'm, was rich, rich. I'm pretty sure their whole concept is like, how many ways can we make meat good? Right. Is <laughs> it's like literally means the butcher in French? No way, really. Yeah. Labattoir is the butcher. Yeah. Labattoir. Let's, let's verify that yeah, right yeah. now. Can we fact check this? Hey, Jamie, <laughs> can you get this up on the projector? Hey, Jamie, I'm not Jamie, bro. Laboratory. Hang on, that's in, Scottish, my in guy. Gaelic, it's laboratory. Um, let's switch this over to a blue chip language like French. The Fair slaughterhouse. The sl- Dude, Even that's worse. crazy. Yeah. That so, actually makes a lot of sense because it's in Blood Alley where they used to butcher things all the time. That's a really nice layer of narrative. Absolutely. The back window where the um, corporate table is. Oh, yeah. I know the, the corporate events one. table. Yeah, the corporate yeah. events table. The one where like uh, we either go to Miku or Laboratoire at the corporate yeah, yeah, table. Absolutely. It's also good for um, wedding receptions. <laughs> it's a nice space. Mm-hmm. The back window is facing the Blood Alley. So you're absolutely right. Um Dude, but yeah, wow. I, I didn't know that until like, I mean, I used to go like a lot back in the day because this mm-hmm. place is like an institution. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in a, in a long ass time, but yeah, I found out like at the peak of me going there, I was like, oh, what the hell? That's kind of cool. Um, but I had a like a foie gras. <laughs> it was like the mm-hmm. only thing that really stood out to me. I'm I'm kind of like. Why, why did the foie gras stick? <laughs> why did it stand out to you? Um, well, I mean. The place was really expensive, mm-hmm. and I think like I don't know. I'm trying to be. I mean, this is a goal of you know mine and and Bay's. We're trying to do this thing where if we are not feeling the vibes of a particular place, we won't force it by ordering like a full meal there. Smart. You know what I mean? We'll just order like one thing, if that, and like a drink, and then go. Um, and that's like saved us a lot of fights. <laughs> Dude, that's actually so smart because I don't know how many times I've been in a situation where I walk into a restaurant and I'm like, oh, this place is kind of rank. And then I'm like, I guess I have mm. to spend $200 now. <laughs> 100%. Or like maybe the place is not rank and it's like a, a vibe. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the menu and like the BLT is going for $80 and you're like, right. Mm. Yeah, I'll like, take my business elsewhere. Yeah, dude, you know? like heirloom tomatoes don't cost that much. <sighs> exactly. So, I mean, the foie gras, always going to be a hit. And uh figured we'd dabble in some food because the food is good there. So, mm-hmm. got that and April spritz and a red wine. And then, yeah. Also, the server was, like, a little too chatty. Like, I really fucking hate when they're, like, trying to be funny and cool. But right. it, this place is kind of, like, high-end. Like, I don't want to be joking with you and then also spending, like, $900. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? like, this is serious business. Dude, I get that. I mean, I, it's hard for me to say that because I think I would be a jokey server. <laughs> yeah, like, but you maybe wouldn't work at a place like that and be jokey. But that's where that would be my aspirational workplace, a French, <laughs> a French restaurant in an alley. <laughs> but I, I, I get how there's like a fine line there. Like I'm trying to get more jokes out of my sandwich artist. That's the other end of the spectrum. Whereas like the – actually – you know what? There's no restaurant concept, which is like they only hire comedians as as servers. Mm. That's kind of interesting. Like you, we open a fr- subway franchise and we say all our artists are artists of the theater. They are comedians by trade. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see what happens here. You could probably 
do something with that idea. That's a good one for uh, Fukushi when they go to China <laughs> since they're opening new, new boutique restaurants. Yeah, I actually do like that idea. Um, but I think your brand of humor <laughs> that you would bring to a place like that is like you would just acknowledge the irony of it. Like mm. you wouldn't be like really chatty and like overly friendly and like cringe. You know what I mean? You would be like, like you would say something like, let's talk table activations right, and then right, right. And you'd get a giggle. And that's like perfect. That's you know a good I mean? point. That's a good point. It's just playing off language. It's not really like a personal narrative. Mm-hmm. I hate when they tell me about their boyfriend or girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> that's the I last thing I want less. from the server. Yeah. Like you would acknowledge the fact that like we're in like a really stuffy environment, mm-hmm. but you're going to bring a little bit of light to it and just mm-hmm. like make them feel comfortable. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that would work really well in a restaurant like that. She was a little bit too far down that spectrum. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Almost like deval- declassed the entire establishment. Yeah, exactly. I felt like I was at the devil's elbow, bro. Yeah, you want a rule breaker, but not a like, you don't want to be accidentally dropped to a new league, essentially. <laughs> exactly. It's like I'm paying too much <laughs> for this kind of interaction. For these bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> if I want the jokes this bad, I go to like an improv yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, I'm paying $40 for one appetizer. Like, I need some respect here. Yo, I totally get that. Do you ever, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm curious if you do this, too. You go to a restaurant. It's a nice restaurant. It mm-hmm. could be Lavatoire. It could be anywhere. Okay. Um, and you are looking at the menu. You're looking at the prices. Your eyes are going rolling back in your head. And do you, like, <laughs> like I kind of use, I have such a strangely consistent understanding of the value of a footlong at Subway <laughs> that I can kind of use it to benchmark other meals so i'm like Mm. you're trying to sell tell me that your like french onion soup is worth 1.5 foot longs 18 inches of sandwich Mm. and then i look at that i think like will this be better than 18 inches of sandwich (laughs) often it is yes it's crazy how many things are better but like it's kind of a nice benchmark to like keep in mind when you're going anywhere based off Mm -hmm. of how hungry you are and what quality you're anticipating Mm -hmm. otherwise it can just get crazy out of control yeah, you're absolutely right. But at the same time, I love overpaying. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, facts. Yeah, overpaying is great, Ty. But you're right. Sometimes I think about like, damn, could I uh, could I pay my bill this month kind of thing? Right, right, right. Just kidding. I never think that. It's like, what, what, are you, what is your bill anyways? Yeah, what the fuck is a bill? The bill singular. Um, yeah. After that, Ty, we went to famous vancouver bar juice bar oh nice um how many bottles <laughs> well ty we were at this point uh, unsure we were this was past the doors opening at the venue oh shit so so we were like fuck do we um like we're still hungry we only had one appy between the two of us do we go to one more spot you know get another appy and then run over to the venue mm-hmm. like juice um, bar is clearly not the move because it's like a bag of hard bite potato chips or <laughs> six olives both are 15 dollars <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's exactly what we did ty we went to juice bar and um i've never actually like looked at the menu there dude the food sucks there no it doesn't it's really good what really Have last you time even i had it yeah last time i went there i was like this is underwhelming <laughs> okay well <laughs> Depends what you get. But okay, you, what did you get? What do you? Yeah, what do you expect from like a wine bar, like food wise? Yeah, fair enough. I, I expect like tapas. Yeah, 
but I didn't feel like the tapas were really delivered. They were they were <laughs> trying to be tapas, but they were giving like they're more bottomless. <laughs> they're giving like produce or like deli, like hot. They're giving hot bar section at Whole Foods, not tapas. Interesting. Um, hot bar section at Whole Foods, maybe, maybe I don't know. Depends what you get. If you get the asparagus, then yeah. But I got the asparagus. <laughs> I saw the asparagus. I was like, who the fuck would order this? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's dude, a waste of money. That's your fault for ordering asparagus at a wine bar. Oh, come on. What other options did I have? I was stuck between the first two, which were fries and mayo. Okay. <laughs> Very solid option. Yeah, yeah, dude. And the other one was sourdough and butter. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I was like, I just want something like light. Yeah, those are good options. To fill me up. And, you know, something salty and like rich is all I want. Yeah. yeah. And so I got the fries and mayo. And I think it's like the best mayo I've ever had in my life. No. It's really? like seasoned per- to perfection. Pie. It was unbelievable. Yo, I love that view. I actually, yesterday, I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to make homemade mayonnaise. Oh, shit. And like then, plain mayo. Plain mayo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I went to make it. And then I looked at the recipe and they said, you're hand whipping it. You're going to be very tired. And then I gave up immediately. And then <laughs> before I, you started? Before I even started. Oh, okay. But And then I made a knockoff mayo that I like to do with Greek yogurt, which tastes bad. And I, <laughs> I, won't, even, I won't even share the recipe on pop, but I kind of like it. And, and it's kind of my king. So but, the recipe is just Greek yogurt and like <laughs> lemon or something? Greek, to make the mayo, it's Greek yogurt. Oh, no, fuck, you got recipe reveal. <laughs> How'd you get, how did you get me like that, Eric? Is it, is it those two things? There's a few other things. A little applesauce vinny, a little oh, yeah, mustard, right. a few other, a little couple other special mm. secret, secret ingredients. Well, that's the... This uh, is my Big Mac sauce, baby. Well, that's the, uh, what's the, what's the mustard at Subway that's kind of just mayo? Uh, light mayo. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, there's like a mustard type of dressing. Is it the honey mustard? The honey mustard? Honey mustard. Honey mustard is mayo, dude. I keep telling people this. Honey mustard is 80% mayo, 10% mustard, 10% honey. Fuck, dude. Hey, so you just, just wake made, up. Did you, did you make mayo or honey mustard? I mean, may, well, I mean. Because you added mustard. Yeah, I made mayo mustard. <laughs> you must be kidding me. Yeah. Damn, dude. Wow. It makes me realize that, like, the stories that we tell ourselves, the structure of our language is really, um, uh, it's really delicate easily uh broken down mm. i'm trying to think of which subway series menu item would be the hardest for the chinese to say meat a bar meat bar yeah that could be it um <laughs> do you want me to hit you with a few and you can do your very racist accent <laughs> i think i got it but what about what the else has l's in it bella matza oh a barra barra matza what about the monster no that's Probably pretty easy. What about the boss footlong? What about... <laughs> I, I guess footlong in itself is kind of hard to say. Yeah. Foot wrong. Foot wrong. Dude, that's a way better name for the footlong is a foot wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, foot wrong or foot right. Hell yeah. Foot left or foot right. <laughs> Dude, I'm faded. This is this beer that we're drinking is 7% and I uh, that means I only have 93% Dude. left in me. This is the only beer tie. Um, every other beer is merely trying to be a fat tug. Yeah, that's um, true. This is the only, this is like the starter beer. Like, the, not starter, but the like default starting point for any beverage. For you sure. I mean? If you went to high school in Vancouver, the fat tug IPA is your go-to beer now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I remember getting into a really drunken discussion with some guy about IPAs. Cool. 
<laughs> uh, this is a long, long time ago. Right. And before you like, denounced craft beer. Before <laughs> you're you're a reborn again beer drinker. Before I code switched. Um, but he was saying something like, everyone remembers their first fat tug. <laughs> and I think that's like really powerful because you always like kind of overdo it with the fat tugs on the first go. Yeah, dude. Right? They fucking they they soccer punch you, man. Yeah, yeah right in the mouth. Um yeah, dude. And on that note, I I think that's all the topics I have. Let that's me just all I check got my, to kick. So my notes real quick. Actually. Yeah, you try reading again, and <laughs> I will start to wind down this episode by telling our breadheads that they're loved, and that they should buy some coffee creamer using our promo code breadhead at layeredsuperfoods.com. You're gonna love this coffee creamer. It's dry like the bread. <laughs> But it'll be wet if you just add water, <laughs> like the sauce. <laughs> That's right. It's got some kind of shit called adaptogenic, adaptogenics, something like that. It's you probably, know, yeah. Um, all you gotta do is add that to your coffee, which you're already having in the morning, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it'll boost you with all kinds of good stuff. It is you... truly supplementary. That's right. Um, take some, you know, take some fifteen percent off with mm-hmm. our code, and fifteen percent off. Redhead. <laughs> That's the code. That's the code. <laughs> but don't use the code. Use the link. <laughs> oh, yeah. Link in the, the scrippy. Feel free to find it on um, Apple Music or Spotify, the scrippy. Exactly. Um, Breadheads, thank you for listening. Yeah, we'll thank you. We'll catch you next week. Stink fresh, everybody. Ciao.